G'day everyone and welcome to the Weekend Wrap this 26th of February 2023. Um, a good weekend as far as the footy goes. We obviously had our game on Friday night and uh, it wasn't bad at all. Uh, so joining me as usual to talk all about it, Macca. How you going mate? Oh, I've got you muted which I don't mind but no one else does. How you going mate? We'll start again <laughs> Standard practice. Um, Standard practice. Yeah. All good. Yep. Yeah. No, got rid of the COVID, mate, and uh, I enjoyed the game on Friday. It was good. It, it, I thought it was quite revealing in some ways as well. Yeah, pretty uh, pretty good indication of where we're at, I reckon. I mean, Frio uh, had a few out, but nonetheless, all our uh, blokes got a good run and... Um, uh, lots to talk about. Uh, don't forget, if you're joining us on YouTube, you can chat with us live on Discord. The link's in the uh, in our profile and in all our socials and everywhere. Just hop on board there. You can chat. Don't forget, if you're in the chat... Now, Mac, I think you'd agree that the audience participation has been somewhat disappointing in well, the first two new. weeks. Well, it's That's been right. new, mate. That's right. And we've got and some talkers a, in there. We've some smart guys out there. I mean, they could probably well, embarrass us. Well, let's not get carried away. There's some decent fellas in there. I don't know about smart, but... You have to, you have to lie a little to get them to come on, mate. <laughs> well, look, uh, don't forget, if you do want to have a say, there's plenty to talk about. So if you do want to come on and have a say, the pre-season is the best time because we've got a little bit of time and uh, we'd love to have your thoughts. So uh, stick your hand up in the virtual stage there and uh, we'll be happy to have you on. Also, don't forget, Macca, our um, fantasy footy comp is up and running. Now, I think last I heard a 1990, if he pops in, he'll be able to correct me if I'm wrong, but I think we've got one spot left in the first comp, and we've also opened a second comp. So there's plenty of spots for your AFL fantasy team. Uh, hop on board. Um, we'll be giving away... As I said, we'll be giving away a prize uh, for this one. The other exciting news, mate, and I'm sure you'll be around this, our footy tipping competition is now open as well. So if you go to the uh, competitions channel on our Discord, you'll find all the links there and uh, get on board. Um, and yes, I was last in foot. Well, I was almost last last year in footy tips. Uh, I plan, plan to give it a red hot go this year, Mac. Enough of this playing around. I'm hopeless at footy tips because I don't really give a shit. <laughs> also, g'day to Nuds, who I can see there in the chat. Good on you, mate. Sensible Crow, make sure you get around Sensible's podcast. Um, as much as we talk a bunch of shit, Nuds seems to uh, straighten everyone up and, uh, you know, actually talk a bit of sense. No, nah, good guy. He's a good guy. Oh, again, you're just going a bit too far. I didn't tell you he was a good bloke. <laughs> We will have Sensible on um, at some point uh, this year. I reckon a bit of collaboration never goes astray. And, uh, of course, uh, you went on there a couple of times last year, Mac, while I was off uh, sunning myself in sunny Phuket. So uh, uh, we'll return the favour and get us on at some stage during the season. What else have I got to talk about? I think that's about it. So, look, now, the disappointing thing, I had a bunch of highlights that I wanted to show after watching the game and bloody KO you can't record off KO anymore so uh, we're going to be a bit light on for highlights this season because <laughs> you can't record off them they've disabled it 
Ear smacker. <laughs> I, I don't have KO. I operate on Foxtel, mate. Yeah, same thing. Same thing. Uh, same stream. They've disabled the the, uh, the ability to record off it. And uh, between myself and Vardy Magic, we're going to find a workaround if it kills us. But, um, yeah, camera to screen might be the only way, Vardy, I reckon. Um, but, uh, yeah. Never mind. Uh, there's plenty of highlights on YouTube. There's some really good stuff to talk about. So why don't we get straight into it, Mac? Yep. Seven periods, um, predominantly from what I could tell, you'd say best 25, the first seven periods, uh, the first four periods, and then uh, predominantly the uh, the next best in the last couple. Uh, that would be 98% correct. The two exceptions would be the Crouch and Filthy... Uh, they both uh, played in the. They played really. Uh, well, Crouch played the whole seven quarters, and I reckon he must have set a record for the number of disposals in a game if you allow a <laughs> seven quarter game. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, and Filthy had a bit of a run in the, in the last three quarters as well. Yeah, and Tyler Brown also played a, a bit in the first um, first quarter uh, four quarters as well, and then was uh, continued on. There's a few of them. So, yeah, I thought Crouch actually played all right. All right. Well, let's let's start there. Um, let's talk about Matty Crouch. Uh, I thought it was a much improved effort from from Matt. He looked a bit bit like he wanted to be a bit more proactive. Um, he's still, I don't know whether he lacks confidence in his bloody kicking or what, but he second guesses himself a hell of a lot, Matt. Um, but by and large, uh, he looked a lot better. He did. Um, there were two or three times when he actually could have played on and he and he's chose to uh not to play on but on each occasion he did a very good disposal after it so um yeah i thought overall it was very hard to criticize his effort actually yeah very true um the other one i thought uh was better for last week's run was uh rory sloan um and whereas i was probably a little doubtful about whether sloan could play off a wing i'm starting to think twice Maka? He played well. He would have been the best players if you were going to allocate the best players. I mean, he's, he's typical Sloan. He's an absolute 100 percenter and uh, absolutely fearless. I thought he had a good game. He did, and he proved the value of his ability overhead as well as at ground level. He's only going to get better at ground level, uh, but he took a couple of nice grabs. Uh, his disposal into forward 50 was good. Um, and his disposal in general around the ground, his decision-making was good. He wasn't slow in his thinking. He uh, moved the ball on, and uh, I actually thought he was really good, to be honest. Yeah, in the chat, Scoot said he was a contested beast, and I think that that type of effort that Sloane does give 100%, that does rub off on other players. So it, it's good to have Sloane back in the side doing that. Well, before we dig too deep into the other players, let's talk about the game itself, because we got absolutely flogged for the first 15 minutes or so. Um, Frio were uh, all over us um, in that first little section of the game. and um, But after that, it uh, turned around quite substantially and uh, we looked to be on top pretty much for the rest of it and even going into, pardon me, even going into the last uh, couple of quarters. Yeah, well, that first uh, period, say... 10, 12 minutes, Darcy was absolutely caning O'Brien, caning and made him look like an absolute the hack that he is. I mean, seriously, O'Brien was shocking. 
and he got absolutely slaughtered by Darcy. And Darcy's going to be a good, uh, good ruckman, but geez, whiz. Rob just looked like an old mule out there. And uh, uh, they were just breaking away from centre you know, at random because, not because they are mids weren't doing anything, but I mean, just Rob was pathetic, absolutely pathetic. Look, I thought, um, Macca, in general, our, even even when we got on top, I thought our centre square setups are still a problem. Um, in that first period, as you say, O'Brien got torched. But not only that, our setups were very, very strange. We didn't, like Riley was doing his, you know, front front left taps as he always was doing. Mm. We, we essentially weren't set up to receive them. Um you know, if you go back that's and have a, a look. That's always a drawback. <laughs> yeah, no one there. So, you know, the times he did get a knock, we couldn't take advantage of it. I noticed, uh, particularly after quarter time, I noticed that our setups changed a bit. And not only that, we we were a bit body conscious in the first quarter. Uh, but after that, we started getting a little bit more separation. We, we started to be a little bit more proactive. Um, and... We, we still weren't great around centre clearance. We're better around stoppage. Riley's always been a bit better around stoppage, if you, if you ask me. Um, but really, what I think turned the game around was just a lift in intensity. Uh, I don't think it was anything more than that. Well, well yeah, we did also neutralise their effect in the middle as well. Um, as I said, they just streamed out of centre, you know, for the first uh, three and a bit goals that they kicked. Um but I thought Berry, very, very really started to fire. Laird started to fire, and uh, you know they had to scramble to get the ball because it wasn't given to them on a plate like a normal ruckman would. Um, but and I thought Berry actually played really, really well for the whole game. So did Laird while he was on. But they, and I think that was one of the bigger turning points is the fact that we actually started to neutralise that break away from centre. And even if it was a scramble in the centre, then we actually got the ability then to scr- from that scramble to go forward. So. Um, it, it was really just neutralising that centre bounce. Yeah, look, and that was intensity, in my opinion. Um, we weren't being brushed off quite so quickly, um, and I, I feel like um, uh, you're dead set right. Uh, Sam Berry was and Rory Led both lifted, and they were quite instrumental for the whole game. Um, but just in general. Um, around the ground, our ability to put tackles on, to put pressure on, to block the corridor quite often um, was quite good. So work rate, I think, and intensity around the contest improved um, after quarter time. In terms of our game plan and our strategies, I think there were two things that really stuck out to me, Macker. I'd be interested in your thoughts on this one. One is we uh, were certainly carrying the ball further up the ground and we are certainly using a lot more short passing, a, a lot more changing lanes. Um, we're not as predictable on transition, just going down the, the, the lanes. We're changing lanes quite often. We're not uh, scared to hit up a... Well, we weren't scared to hit up a 20, 25-metre pass. And we were looking to get the ball on quicker with a considered effort to drop the eyes going into forward 50. Yeah, that that was really one of the really dominant things that I took out of the game was uh, every time we went forward, in the majority of cases, not not every time of course, but in circumstances and allowing, 
we were really lowering the eyes and really trying to find a body um, rather than kicking it to a pack. Yeah, occasionally there's times where you have to because you're under so much pressure, but uh, there were so many times we'd have a passage of handball and the, the guy that receives it would then try and do about a 15, 20 metre pass onto somebody's chest and um, that that's an easy way to get goals. It, you know, if it makes it a lot, lot easier. Yeah, 100%. And um, we weren't afraid, uh, you know, and look, time will tell in the heat of battle um, when a game's on the line whether we have that courage. But you know we can only go by what's in front of. But it, it was a it was a, a a stark contrast to previous years. Our switching was faster and more decisive. Uh, we were we had options up the ground where we did switch, whereas last year often we'd switch and then we have to wait while the plotters went across the other side of the ground. Um, you know we had options that looked like a considered game plan, um, and um, you know it worked well and. When you've got a forward line that looks to be as versatile as ours is going to be with so many options, um, that becomes a real weapon because at times, Mac, you know, one of the other changes that I noticed is that instead of having those two small high-half forwards running up to the wings, this time around we had, at times you'd have McAdam up high, you'd, you'd see Darcy up high, you'd see Berg lead up. So it was quite obvious to me that there was a lot of... Um, you know, my um, my old coach used to call it the elastic band thing, where one forward, one back, you know, and just rolling through, leading up, rolling back, leading up, rolling back. So, and having those marking options, I mean, we saw Fogg take marks on the wing, we saw McAdam take marks on the ring, Elliot Himmelberg take marks on the wing, even Riley um, Thilthorpe up there when he was playing forward. Um, and it, it just looked so much more cohesive and so much more dangerous to have a marking player up there rather than kicking it on the head of Lockie Murphy or Ned McHenry. Yeah, it's a, it did look totally different than last year, didn't it? Totally different. And, uh, yeah. of course, uh, different personnel helped help as well. I mean, you've got Rankin up there. Who, while he was a bit quiet in the first quarter, I mean, he cut loose in the second quarter and uh, um, you'd, you'd hate to be a back pocket trying to stop that guy um, because he just gets him out of anywhere when, he, when he's really going. Yeah, I mean, so and, he, he he really throws panic into their hearts. Look, and certainly personnel does make a difference, but it was a substantial change, and there seems, I think, there has been a lot of work between the connection between the middle of the ground and the and the forward fifty this year, in terms of how we transition the ball, uh, what our forwards are doing, what they're doing when they're not the focus, in terms of their running um, patterns. And uh, certainly, with, as I said, the amount of options that we have up forward, both tall and small, as long as they keep that movement and keep that <clears throat> rotation and presenting different options and different looks to the opposition, it's going to be particularly hard to match up on. Um, and, you know, I think if our defence can hold, hold its own, which, you know, more or less it did, um, and our midfield which seemed to have a lot of runners coming. I think we had we had seven different players attend CBA, uh, centre bounces at, at various points. And it looked like, you know, apart from the mainstays of Berry, uh, Laird and, and Schoenberg, you know, you had Saligo through there, Richelli ran through a little bit, Rankin ran through a little bit, Sloan ran through a little bit, Matt Crouch ran through a little bit. Um, you know, lots of different players running through there, which is really a Crows... Um, 
quality of old when we used to have high rotations going through there the ability to be versatile and throw different looks at the opposition uh, and forcing the opposition to react i think is going to be quite a quite an asset once we get everyone firing firing yeah and saligo did very well and in, in, in the, every time he went for a stint in the middle he actually cleared the ball quite often out of the center so or, or it's instrumental in it coming out of the center so um yeah, you're quite right. It was we did mix and match quite a bit. I mean, we had the essential three or four, but uh, those others coming in there, uh, the two smaller guys and uh, Rosselli and Rankin and uh, Saligo. I think Keys only attended two centre bounces. I think. think. So yeah. I, I don't know how they're going to really play him. They think they played him mainly on a half forward flank. I think, but um, I even saw him on the half back, sort of almost defensive wing or half back at times. Um, I yeah, think I was, Ben's going to struggle, to be honest. I was trying to work out where he was playing because, yeah, because like you said, he wasn't uh, sometimes in the defence as well. That could be uh, from half forward going up forward, but um, yeah, he uh, he's obviously not in favour at the moment uh, for the middle, and because uh, that we've I think we proved last year that's not necessarily a winning formula to have. Um, Barry, Laird and him in the middle at the one time. You just need something a lot more zappier and zippier than that. Mm. And mm. and uh, and we've got that now. We've got that. Yeah. So um, he, where he goes, I but, don't know. Yeah, no. And maybe he's a bench player. Maybe he's a pinch hitter, Mac. Maybe he's a break glass kind of player. I still think he's coming back into full fitness. He obviously had some issues um, and thanks, uh, Wooden Spoon, for posting those CBA percentages in the chat. Um, and you can see you can see the spread there. Even Tyler Brown, who I, I actually uh, quietly impressed with Tyler Brown. His disposal isn't great, and he's got some work to do. To uh, I think he's obviously joined the system late, so whether he's still learning our patterns or whatever in terms of where he expects blokes to run. But in terms of his frame and his ability to get the ball in, in close um, and he's got a good uh, core and, and turn of foot, not a bad option, Mac, for a freebie. No, I look, as I said, I saw him play with Collingwood and, and um, the one game that he played in the middle, he played he played well. And he got uh, some opportunities uh, in this game and more in the second, ooh, we're going to look at the second game, in the last three quarters. Um, but he had a... As you can see, he had some time in the middle, and he did quite well. So, uh, yeah, I, I think he will play some games during the year, and I'm not suggesting he's going to be an automatic starter in the first 22, but there'll be time through injuries, etc. I think he'll get a game. Yep. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, I think in our midfield, I really am still quite concerned with Riley O'Brien. Um because he's not doing enough around the ground, Mac. His centre bounce work, I think, is partly on him, but partly I still don't think we have that set up right. Um, it doesn't look right to me. Um, but around the ground, uh, he's not giving us anything. And I know we've got quite a few tools, but I just wish we would be able to get more from him around the ground. Well, we got very little from him around the ground. Um, I think he probably took one or two marks around the ground for the whole day, uh, which is yeah. very poor. And uh, when you consider the, uh, the 
that Darcy and uh, Jackson would have taken a lot more than that around the ground. So, um, no, I thought it was a miserable effort by him. And, look, he looks so... Well, he's so uncoordinated for a start. He, he's just like... It's not his body doesn't seem to all, all want to go in the same direction at one time or something. And um, uh, I know he can play better than that because he has played better than that in the past, but, geez, he's not in good form. He's not a good marking form, but generally one of his strengths has been his ability to get around the ground and get to contest Macca, but I just actually didn't see him make a lot of marking contests and often he would be just out of frame, you know what I mean? Like 15 minutes off, metres off the pack. So it wasn't as if he was dropping behind to be the next to be at the next contest or anything. He just didn't seem to be making contests and... You know, I don't uh, don't know what that is. Whether that's uh, uh, I don't think it can't be a lack of fitness because he's a fit bugger. I don't know. Is it concentration? I really don't know. But we desperately, if we had a a, a really quality ruckman, I, I would be game enough to say that we'd be a top eight side this year. Because I think, but we lack so badly with that. Uh, we have to really earn our, our, our kicks out of the middle because there's no such thing as putting it down the, the, the uh, throat of our players in the, in the centre, centre square. It's just, it's hard work. No. And, you know, the value of it, I think it was in the last quarter where um, uh, um, the value of being able to, um, I think it was Riley Thilthorpe actually, flick one over the back and it went, and someone ran onto it and it got kicked to... Himmelberg up forward and, uh, you know, uh, the value of being uh, having a Ruckman that can do, even if he can only do that two or three times in a match, you know, if you can if you can kick your midfield off two or three times in a match, invariably that leads to a goal because everyone else is flat-footed. So it's highly valuable. Uh, and as Matt says in, in the tank, in the tank, in the chat, you know, Riley would get towered up at the moment by... Max Gorn or, or someone of that ilk because it just wouldn't get to enough contests. Yeah, that that was the Phil Thorpe that did that tap and it was one of the most beautiful things of the day from a ruckman. It was just an absolute ripper. Right down yeah. his lap so he could take it on the run as well. So, yep. yeah. Yep. Um, it's one yes. thing, you know, it's, it's interesting that um, in some ways it's a pity we haven't got a Grundy in our side. But, you know, there was talk at, at one stage of getting him and with that went cold. Um but oh, he may have chosen to stay there. But like a Grundy would be very handy in our side. Yeah, um, well, we've talked about that situation before. Um, look, so that that's probably yeah, out of out of everything in that that happened through the midfield. I think that O'Brien was probably the disappointment. Um, you know, everyone else I think had their moments. You know. Shuey was good again. Uh, Lady and Berry were standouts, in my opinion. We had Saligo, um, you know, just looking classy every time he got the ball. Um, Tyler Brown, hustle and bustle. Uh, Matty Crouch getting involved. Rory Sloan getting involved. Um, Mitch Hinge played a little bit more defensively, but when he was up on the wing, he did quite well. Um, lots of good signs through the midfield. Yeah, I, think, I don't think that's going to be a major problem for us this year. Uh, I mean, there'll be, there'll be games when we, we're up against the real, real A-graders and they might 
get on top with, with the help of a good ruckman, like a Gorn or something like that. But uh, no, I think in general, uh, we, we, I've been pretty happy with our midfield. Yeah. Um, now, defensively, um, no, and we need to temper this a little bit by the fact that, you know, Freo had six first, first 22 out. Um, so, and they're trying five up forward, which was interesting. I think that'll be, he'll be quite difficult to uh, contain when he, once he gets used to being a focal point there. Um, defensively, I thought we were okay, um, but I thought, there's probably a couple of players defensively that worried me. The main one was Brody Smith, actually, um, because Brody Smith doesn't seem to be on the same page as everyone else when it comes to how we transition out of defence. He's still dump kicking, still dump kicking, yeah. and he turned the ball yeah. over quite a bit. Yeah, uh, yes. Uh, very disappointed, Smith, because, as you said, I mean, he's one of the senior players, and he should be setting an example. And, but, as you say, the number just blind dump kicks. I don't know whether he's got the capability, Mac. His kicking style, his action, lends itself to just big, you know, raking kicks. And often, because he's got that he's got that hook style in his kick, if you ask him to hit a bloke up 25 metres out, he just does not have the technique to do it consistently. It's too much... It, there's too much room for error in his technique to be able to do that. Yeah, look, it's a shocking technique he's got, and he, you know, he wasn't taught properly how to kick when he to how to kick properly when he was a young lad. But I mean, um, many there's many players though that do have a wrong technique, and they can manage to still to hit a chest though, thing because that's what they do. Yeah, but there's not many players with that hook technique that can do it. He brings the ball up from very high, and he just swings that foot around on almost it's almost a forty five degree angle. And you know as well as I do that the best way to hit a bloke up short is to have very straight lines with your kicking, uh, have everything nice and nice and tidy and, and uh, 90 degree angles. And Smithers just isn't that. And I think that's he can he can hit a low pass because you know swinging the hooking the ball like that can get you to kick quite low, but mm. his direction his direction is too inconsistent. Yeah, no, he, he I thought he was a bit disappointing. Yep. Um, I thought Tom Diday played pretty well. Um, looks to be over his hand issues. Um, played with a, a fair amount of assurance. Um, you know, people, um, you know, declaring the death of Tom went far too early, in my opinion. I think he'll be another solid, um, you know, player down back. I want to talk to you a bit about Geordie Dawson, though, because... I think as much as we all hate the fact that he's down back, I, that's where he's going to play, Macca. He, I hardly saw him up the ground all day. Well, he's going to play there for one reason. The fact is, if he's not down there, we don't have the same quality of getting the ball as he does. He, I mean, he's able to win hard balls. He's able to win overhead balls. Um, and he also is a very good general in telling, telling people where to go in defence, You know where the next ball's going to come from and where, or what to do. Uh, players drop back, etc. I mean, I watched him. He, he acted like a captain out there, and then he is a captain, and he acted like it. And yep, uh, very much unfortunately, a general, yep. yeah. And unfortunately, um, if we do have a, a rubbery area in our in our team, it's in down in defence. And I think that, as you said, he's going to play more games down there than anywhere else. Yeah, and 
maybe we need to get used to the. I mean, there's no denying the fact that halfback is an important spot. We've seen some good teams with good players playing off halfback. Um, you know, for the reason that they can settle defence, they can direct the ball out of defence, you know, etc., etc. You know, the, I guess the problem is we've all seen how damaging Jordan can be up the ground, um, you know, and I guess we'd all like to see that. But um, I, I don't know. I don't know. He, he's very good down back. I just feel like it's a bit of a waste of talent. But anyway... You know, as the squad matures further, we may see that change. But uh, certainly, I think for the first half of this season, we're going to see Dawson down back again by the looks of it. Certainty. Certainty, I think. Yeah. Um, Parnell was good. Um, You know, it's a race, I think, between him and Jones with regards to uh, the small defender role. Didn't see a huge amount of either of them, but I thought Parnell was better with uh, ball in hand than Jones was. Yeah, look, if you go on the on their game on the weekend, well, there's no doubt that Parnell played better than Jones. Jones didn't actually get a lot of the ball thing. I, no, I, no, I didn't. I haven't, seen, I haven't seen stats, but I was actually at one stage very surprised when I saw Jones have the, get the ball and have a kick because I thought, geez, I, didn't, I forgot yeah. you were playing. So I, he, he didn't have a good one. He didn't, no, he didn't have a good Jones was sort of up and down the ground a bit. At times he played defence and at times uh, he played up a bit higher on the wing. I even saw him up forward at, at stages. Um, you know, again, probably one of those break glass type of players at the moment. Maka probably hasn't nailed down a spot himself, but he's good enough to be the type of guy that you could throw in off the bench and he could fill a number of roles. Yeah, but one thing, you know, after the... I felt after the, the you know we'd played seven quarters of football, I'd watched Jones playing very very average. I saw McHenry kick a couple of goals, but he's playing in the Bs. And then of course we've lost the other bloke, another pick six across. And I think myself three wasted bloody top picks. If we could put three top picks into that team now, we'd be talking finals. Well, I, there's I just no can't, doubt get, it. <clears throat> can't yeah. get it out of my system. I mean, it just shits me so much. Yeah, uh, look, there's no doubt about it. Uh, it's you know we're set back a little bit by by that, um, but what are we going to do about it? Like we can't do anything about it now, um, and I feel like um, the squad has evolved and developed um, sufficiently that they'll be competitive. But it probably put it has put us back two years, Macca. Yep. Um, else, elsewhere defensively, I thought Butts uh, did quite well. Um, I thought Murray did quite well. Um, you know, we didn't... Um, not too many of their blokes got off the train. Five looked menacing, but he's a class act, so you'd expect that. Um, but they didn't have a lot of avenues to go, um, Frio, to be honest with you. Yeah, uh, I just think we, we are lacking one quality that Backman at the moment, and... I mean, Dawson goes back there, but in spite of that, I still think we're one good backman short. Uh, in what, a tall backman, Macker, or? Yeah, like you, said, you know, for example, it's been suggested we should be going after Redmond from uh, Essendon, that type of bloke. The, the mm-hmm. Great interceptor. I mean, Duda as an interceptor didn't did intercept a lot on the weekend. Um, I just wanted, you know, no. one of those, but, you know, one of those backmen just, that repeatedly just 
uh, a pain in the ass of the opposition because they're always uh, either sporting it or marking it. And one, actually, one of the blokes that played out there might end up being that bloke. And that and Keane, I reckon once Keane's got a few games under his belt, he, he'll be in the side, I think. Well, I was going to talk about uh, Keane because I just feel like he took a step on the weekend. Uh, he was uh, he's certainly aggressive. He's good in the air. He's a really good kick for some bloke that uh, hasn't played a huge amount of AFL football. Um, not the worst kick by any stretch. Um so, you know, I think he will definitely um, uh, be a starter, I think. I, I think he's, he's a definite starter as that third tool. Um, be able to take the, um, the medium... Like, if you look at Brisbane's lineup, he'd probably be on um, Gunston, for example, you know, that third tool option. Yeah, look, and, you know, he's only been here for about three weeks or four weeks or something like that. No, probably three. And, you know, once he's got more run under his belt, uh, I mean, he took one good, very, very good run there during the game and just gives us an example of what he can do. And he's got, he's got a very good hoof on him. He can kick the ball. And like all Irish recruits, they, they haven't kicked the ball before, so they're taught how to kick it properly, unlike Smith. They uh, hold it properly and kick it properly. Um, so, you know, I, I think that he's got a lot to offer us and I think that he'll be in the side after a few weeks. Well, don't forget, too, we've got Josh Worrell as well. Um, Macca, he wasn't playing on the weekend with a slight hamstring, so there, there's your that next was, tall defender. That was a disappointment, yeah. So I, I, I'm not as I'm not as concerned about that as as you. I think we've, in terms of our stocks, I think we're still a little bit raw, um, but I think we've got the cattle. I, I think we, I actually think we're more prone to getting um, bent over by small forwards. That's where I think we lack a little bit of quality. Um, well, yes, we you know we've been used to over the years, not so much last year, but in years gone by, having Brown just always you always forgot about that position because Brown always just did a good job. But yeah, uh, yeah. And now we're just trying to get a replacement there. We've, I mean, we've tried, tried uh, Parnell, we've tried Jones. It'll be one of those, I, I suppose. But um, I can't think of now anybody look, else. Now look, Matt. We've uh, we've Mick, long term Mick has uh, heeded the call, so let's get Mick up on stage, shall we? Why don't we? Uh, waiting patiently there. Come on board, Mick. How are you, mate? He's on mute. Whatever he is. Yeah, thanks. You got me. Yeah, we got you yeah, now. How you going? Loud and clear, mate. Um, just got a couple of things about the game on the weekend. Um, oh, I think you're right about Keane. I was disappointed you brought his name up before he got on, actually, because I, um, yeah, I thought he was he did really well for for someone who's only you know been in our preseason for three weeks. I think um, he's showing a fair bit of promise. Yep, agreed. Uh, did like the look of um, McInerney. Whatever his name is, I think um, um, while he's while he's raw, he um, he's definitely going to be a player. Michelini definitely going to be a player. Yeah, he had some very good moments. Yeah, he did. Um, I liked while he he did slow down play a couple of times. I did like um, Matt Crouch's game. Yeah. Um, getting into the you know, getting later into the game, like being you know sixth sixth quarter or whatever you want to call it. 
he was slowing down for sure, but he'd been playing for a hell of a long time by that stage too. But um, before that, he was actually kicking more and he was actually back to hitting targets. He had only yeah. 25, 35 metre kicks, but they were still hitting targets and that's that was good to see. Yeah. The only question is, did he raise his century or not? Did he get 100 kicks or not? <laughs> I think he got 99. Right, okay. It must have been um, close. One young, player, one young player that come on, oh, I think he, yeah, he come on the sixth and the seventh. Um, that I, I was actually surprised with his size, how good a, he could move in the forwards. Was Billy Dowling? Oh, but now you've stolen one of mine, mate. That was one of mine specials I was going to pull out. I, I was yeah. wrapped in Billy Dowling. I, Look, they've, they've done very well to pick that guy up where they did because um, I, he did a lot of good things. And he's got, he reads the ball well, he's got pace, he kicks well. He, I think he's going to be a player. Yeah, I agree with you. And him. he's big. He's big. Like once he, once he grows into his frame, he's big. And unlike yep. all the rest of the midfielders that the Crows have got and tried to turn them into a forward, he's actually got forward craft and, mm. and can go into the mid. So oh, I'm actually. Really looking forward to seeing what he can do. Yeah, you're on the money, Mick. Right on the money, mate. And um, we need to do something for Riley O'Brien. That was horrible. <laughs> I'm glad well, I'm not the only one who thought so, because I thought I might have been being a bit harsh. Oh, no, he was well, worse than horrible. He was shocking. I think I've told you before, I, I live in Broke. Well, I, I was. Grew up in Broken Hill and he just moved away. But I reckon the Ruckman in Broken Hill would beat him. <laughs> I think so too. Oh, he was shocking. Oh, he, 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 he doesn't even look where he does tap. He wasn't even getting many taps. But he doesn't put it to an advantage. Um, lumbering, uncoordinated giraffe. Well, the sad thing is I think you've been kind to him. <laughs> I, I just think oh, I'm hoping that they, you know, um, Strawn, I did see him in the in the interclub the week before. He was moving a lot better than well, Christ, anyone can move better than Rob, but he was moving better. He kicked a good goal from outside of fifty, where Rob's oh, I don't trust him at fifteen metres, never known fifty. Um, yeah, I think we're going to have to do something has to happen, and yeah, we're still thought develop him into the ruck because I think that's what his position is. Uh, yeah, Tilthorpe's right, the, the definite option uh, in the longer term. Yeah, in the next two or three years while he, you know, builds into his body and whatever, well, yeah. Strawn, I think, is, is the better option. Um, yeah. You know, even they go 50-50 because unlike Rob, at least, you know, Strawn's an option at, at the forward. Yeah, you know, he, he yeah. can take a mark and he can kick straight. Um, yeah, when he goes to take a kick, it doesn't look like it's the first time he's ever tried to kick a ball. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think he's going to be a better option because Rob Rob was embarrassing. Well, uh, what I find amazing is like he's he's an absolute gumbo, and yet he's in our leadership group. Yeah, well, maybe they thought they wanted someone with a IQ above room temperature, but that's about the only thing you can get you can say for him. <laughs> <laughs> You're so he's, complimentary. He's like, he's like he might be the same size as the, the same number as his boot size, but you know that's about as far as you'll go for him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sadly, what do you think? Of, 
Sorry. What do you think of Sam Berry? Excellent, excellent. I thought Berry's gone to another level. He's getting the ball a lot more, and that's all he had to do. He had the tackling and the pressure and everything down flat. I actually saw him, you know, use a bit of burst speed. And, yeah. um He's got a pretty good kick on him. Well, I'm agreeing with everything you're saying, Mick. You're doing us out of a job here, mate. You're doing too good. <laughs> do, do you think um, uh, Schellenberg's lost a bit of weight, like lost a bit of puppy fat? Oh, oh no yeah, doubt about yeah. it. I reckon there's at least uh, 12 Big Macs off his waist, at least. Oh, I think if if Barry is, you know, look, can continue the, the improvement that he, he showed in the, in the preseason and Schoenberg can actually play to what his potential is, we're going to scare the hell out of society this year. Mick, a couple yeah. of years ago, I, I tipped that Schoenberg would win a Brownlow medal. Um, and yeah, so I remember you saying that. And uh, the last time I predicted someone doing that was Danger, which was probably an easier pick. Um, but I still think he's got enough ability to do it. I still think he, if he can continue to develop, he's lost a year. Um, last year, he just, you know, for whatever reason, and we don't need to go into it, he just wasn't himself, probably lost a year of development. But over the next two or three years, um, we're going to see Harry develop into, a, into an elite midfielder, in my opinion. It's got pace. He's got burst away pace, which is you know, something we've been screaming for. But and between him and Barry, like Barry's got more pace than anyone sort of thought he had. Mm. But um, and he's the strength of him. Even if someone does catch him, catch him, they usually burst through him anyway. But um, between him and and Schoenberg, it's going to actually show us a, a midfield that we haven't had for a fair while. Someone that's actually you know can out run a turtle and can actually you know kick. It's going to be good. Yeah, and you throw in Lady who can always mop up the balls and uh, fight hard for the for any loose ball. So even uh, Lady was kicking a bit more. Yeah, you know, he was doing all right. Yep. Yeah, no, I, I thought you know um, it was a poor start, but then I thought the the the, the midfield got on top, and uh, uh, we looked really. Yeah, we ended up looking pretty good in the middle. I wouldn't want to get one of Fogg's uh, fend offs. Oh, God, no. <laughs> no, they're rib breakers, aren't they? I think you'd be bringing out the stretcher. Yeah, I reckon uh, you'd just about do a sternum. Now, Mick, yeah. you've been extremely sensible, uh, which kind of, for Macca and I, it's a real threat, but I've just decided to uh, bring someone else on who, as far as sensibility goes, actually has it in his name, even though he's muted at the moment. Uh, Nuz, how are you, son? Turn your mic on, mate. I thought you said he was sensible. See, he's not that smart. He's not that smart. Everyone, no. I did, I did this on purpose just to expose him, right? Because everyone was going on about, you know, how sensible he is. Come on, mate. <laughs> Come on. Anyway, we'll keep talking while Nuz works out his technology. Um, Mick, <laughs> you make a lot of good points. You know, I. It's hard not to be. Um, it's hard not to be um, optimistic this year, and you kind of think oh, it's pre-season and all the rest of it. But I didn't see the same signs last year. I think the thing that I like the most out of everything is the change in our ball movement, but also the fact that all our blokes have looked to have really benefited from another twelve months or another pre-season under Burgess. Um, you know, um, I've been told that. 
Himmelberg and, and Thilthorpe, um, you know, did a lot of hard, did so much work over the off-season that they were told to calm the farm. Um, you know, Harry looks fit as hell. Sam Berry's taken another step. Uh, everyone looks hard. They look... Um, they're not getting brushed off the contest. Um, so we still probably lack a little bit of class, I think, but that'll come. But at the moment, we are a, we're a serious football team, in my opinion. I think the young ones have got most of the class. Uh, our older ones, like oh, you were saying before about Smith, I saw him and try and do like a 30-metre um, pass, and he missed by about 10 metres. It was, it was like shocking. Um, but our young players have got the class, like a love Saligo, I think it's going to be anything that kid. Yep. Yep. Um, uh, Luke, Luke probably, Luke Pedler probably needs a little bit more time. Um, he was there or thereabouts, but just maybe a smidge off the pace. But, you know, at least he's getting through games and, um, uh, you know, trying to get into the games. He's probably just a little bit off. Uh, Nuz, you with us now, mate? <laughs> oh, that's funny. What does he have to do to get on, mate? He's he's there. He's waiting. He just can't get his uh, he just can't get his stuff together. <laughs> well, I think we've you know before the preseason, I think we all all would have agreed that we've got a a forward line that's going to scare the hell out of some a lot of sides. We've only got yeah. to get the ball in, in, into the fifty, and uh, there's going to be a lot of very nervous defenders. The biggest worry was, for me was: did we have a midfield that could get it down there? Well, I think that we're going to get it down there enough. My only concern now is our our defence, but I like butts. I do like Muzz. He, he'd run through a brick wall to try and, you know, score a ball. Yeah. Keane looks to me to be, you know, going to be a player. Mm-hmm. Dude, I, I've always loved him. Um, even last year, I mean, the worst thing the coaches did last year was play him when he was injured and make everyone think he was a bad player when he's not. Well, um, to be fair, that's... To be fair, Mick, that's a Burgess philosophy. He's very big on... Uh, and he's spoken at length about this, about uh, lifting players' abilities to play with injury, and that's not just in AFL, but in a, he had the same thing when he was, um, where was he, at Liverpool or Arsenal, wherever the hell he was. Um, he's very big on players managing injury and being able to play through injury, but I, I personally, I agree with you. I think they should have give, given dudes a, a break. There wasn't much to be gained, um, and his form certainly suffered by it. Well, Adelaide of all sides in the league doesn't need encouragement to play injured players. Um, yeah, that's, we've done, that's it, right. done it to fault since we started, I think. But yeah. um, I, the, our biggest worry is, you were correct before, is the is the small offenders is our biggest concern. Um, yeah. I did hear you say about um, Parnell. I'm not convinced. Um, he does pull off some good kicks. I, I saw him do some shocking kicks as well. But um, he does pull off some, but he still looks like he should be going to primary school. Um, yeah. Yeah, but he keeps getting up. Keeps getting up, mate. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's true. I have got faith that Jones will one day make a player. I'm, one thing I do like about Jones, he, he is physical. Like, he hits hard. He mightn't... Um, and he can kick straight when he can finally find the ball. Well, I must admit, uh, that's one thing that, that uh, I, would, I did notice about Jones. He, you can see he's definitely stronger, physically stronger, and, and he certainly does have no fears. So it's just, he just didn't have a good game uh, overall, and uh, that happens to players. Um, I wouldn't write him off totally because of that, um, but, uh, you know, that pick he was taken, he, he really should be better than he is. But having said all that, that's history. Um, and, but I think he'll, he'll get games this year at times. He, and he might even yeah. be the back pocket in the end. I think the thing with Jones is that... Yeah, I think the thing with Jones is that uh, he plays a style of game that Matthew Nix likes. And I think for that reason, Nix is going to give him as many opportunities as he can um, because he's that straight-line player, doesn't get brushed off the ball, goes in hard, goes when he needs to go. Exactly Matthew Nix's template. So we'll see... Jones, I think, get as many opportunities as as possible. Mick, it's been really good having you on, mate. Uh, yeah. Your uh, your insights, as always, uh, put mine and Macca's to shame. But uh, so I can only give you five yeah, minutes. Otherwise, fine. it'll be the otherwise it'll be the Mick show, and we can't have that. I need to get back to work anyway. Nice work. Very mate. good, mate. Thanks, mate. Catch it. See ya. See ya. Now, sensible. Are you there? No, he's not. I'm just kicking him out. He's just taking up space at this point. <laughs> Mate, if you get it sorted, come back. <laughs> we do have, however, we've got the Arab child. We'll get the Arab child on to have a have a chat. Um, how are you going, mate? Oh, come on. <laughs> well, they, they're saying out there that they can hear him. Well, that's weird, because we can't. I don't know what's going on with that, because, uh... yeah, no. Nah. <laughs> I've got a pen in No, if they can hear us, then they can, they can hear, they, like, it's one or all, it's not per user, so I don't know what's going on there. Arab, we can't hear you, mate, so I'm going to kick you out. All right, uh, Mac. Now, there's something else that we need to do um, while we're uh, thinking about it. And you may recall that uh, every year we have, or every month, sorry, this year, we have a T-shirt giveaway. And uh, there was 11 participants in the first one, which I thought was a <clears throat> pretty low effort, really. Uh, I thought the T-shirts were better than that. But anyway, um, but I can announce, Mac that the winner of the inaugural T-shirt monthly giveaway is Protato, who I noticed just popped in before. Um, so congrats, Protato. I will be in your DMs uh, shortly, and we will work out um, where to send your, your T-shirt and what type of T-shirt you have and what sort of... Potato uh, is a spud. <laughs> Thanks, PJ. Um, what sort of personalisation you want on your T-shirt and then uh, you can take us a picture and put it on Discord so people know what they're missing out on and maybe people might actually start bloody entering next month because uh, the, the, uh, 
the contest will uh, kick off again for March very shortly. So, well done, Kratato. Good stuff. And uh, as I said, I'll be in your DMs uh, in the next 24 hours to get some delivery details off you. That's how easy it is to get shit off bloody Crowcast this year, mate. We're just throwing stuff at people. You're not wearing yours, Bean. No, not today. You have a crack at me last week for not wearing mine. Where's yours? I don't know. I had a crack at you because you had a personalised Macca is a Legend t-shirt and didn't wear it. That's just disrespectful, right? Yeah, we've got black ones. We've got all colours. Uh, if you want to have a look at our merch, go to aflcrowcast.com. Uh, have a look in the merch there. But also, if you want something that's not there, like a different colour or whatever, hit me up because we're just using Primful, right? So I can, I can knock something together for you if that's what you want. Um, so, uh, yeah, if you want black... Or some of them don't have black. Most of them have black, I think, uh, or navy or whatever. Then uh, yeah, uh, Matt asks if Nikki's back this season. I haven't heard from Nikki. We must actually check in with her. I don't know what's going on there. Um, but uh, yeah, so we don't have purple animal. Sorry, but I might be able to dig something up for you. Anyway, look, that's the t-shirt comp for the bloody month. So well done, um, sensible. You're obviously not back yet. Uh, but if you do get your mic sorted, um, Peter J he doesn't want to be on it anymore. Well, I, that's probably not true. He just hasn't got the time on a Sunday night. But uh, if we do any stuff midweek or whatever, he might uh, have a crack. And I think if I asked him nicely if uh, Macca decides to have a week off, then uh, I'm sure he'd come on for the week. But uh, no, it's just me and Macca. Look, they're already trying to replace us, Mac. Already trying to replace us. I know, I know. We, but we're t- anyway. <laughs> um, also, look if you want to if you want to uh, if you want to sponsor the Crowcast, I'm not going to say no. Um, ads on chat. Uh, his company down there at uh, what was it Harvest of Fluria? Strawberry Farm down at down at um, down at uh, Mount Compass uh, was good enough to support us way back when. Uh, we've had a couple of other sponsors. If anyone wants to sponsor the Crowcast, is Stuff that we can do, uh, get you on socials and get you uh, on on this podcast, which obviously gets you some YouTube exposure. And lastly, before we get back to the footy Mac, please like and subscribe. If you're watching on YouTube and you haven't already done so, we are trying to push this podcast up to a thousand subs uh, and I refuse to buy subs. So we're going to do it organically. <laughs> We've had really good... Uh, We've had really good uh, response over the first couple of weeks, which is fantastic for pre-season Macca. So make sure you spread the word, uh, you know, share stuff, all the rest of it. Wear your bloody T-shirts when when you get one <laughs> around the place and uh, hopefully we'll get things, uh, get things moving in that regard. All right, back to the footy. Now, Mac, the other defender I wanted to talk about real quick was um, Will Hamill. Uh, got through a game, um, took a couple of hits, Looked all right. Yeah. Uh, he, the problem with him is not so much ability, it's the physical side of it, uh, Fiend. He always looks like he's vulnerable to getting another hit. Um, and I thought probably two or three times, because he get, he get, runs with his head down very low. It's one of the reasons why he's in that situation. Ed's is saying that sponsoring the pod made a killing for us. I got Peter J down for the opening. Well, look, you know, Let's be honest, it's a bit of a tenuous link between a football podcast and a bloody strawberry farm. 
it is a tenuous link. All right, let's try let's try Sensible again because uh, he reckons it should be working. So get on Sensible. We'll see if we can get it working. Hey, mate. Hello, can you hear me? Oh, we can. We can. can you just turn, turn yourself up? up? Yeah, turn yourself up a bit. Right. There we go. Is that better? Oh, uh, look at you. A classy one. Oh, look at me. Fancy. Dulcet tones. I'm even. I'm even going to give you a bloody. Yeah, I'm even. I've even given you your own bloody um, little graphic there on our screen. Oh, nice! I like that. that. Well, thank you for having me on. Well, I don't know whether you're welcome yet. Depends how. Depends how. (laughs) Depends how the next five minutes goes. I've got uh, Phoenix with me, and joining me is Macker as well. How are you? Good night. So, mate, yeah, how's your pod uh, going? Yeah. You've kicked off again the last couple of weeks. How's it going? Good, yes. I actually spoke to a very young Crows player today and have recorded it, all ready to go release for Tuesday morning or Monday night. Oh, oh uh, fantastic. Billy oh, excellent. Yeah. So, very exciting speaking to Bill. He seems the absolute professional. He, he just seems so level-headed, knows what he's getting into, you know, there's there's no two ways about it. He he knows what he wants out of his own career. So, you know, he's definitely got a head in his shoulders, which you'll hear soon. But um, and we saw some really good things that he did, uh, you know, against Fremantle too. So high hopes for him, I think. Oh yeah, I, I like him. I really did like him. No, he's, he's just um, an accumulator, isn't he? Good. Yeah, well, I mean, it always has been. Um, as you speaking to him, he said he hasn't really thought about making AFL a career until halfway through the under-18s year. So it's interesting that I would have thought he would have thought maybe a little bit more about it, you know, before, uh, you know, maybe under-16s or bottom age, under-18s. But it, he's, he's always been an accumulator all the way back uh, through. So, you know, he, he's going to be playing a bit more on the outside, I think, until he actually can crack into that midfield. But, um, no, it's going to be exciting watching him. This is, this is where I'm, I'm a bit concerned about like people's expectations, and I've, I've um, got to mention this on the pod as well. We're getting the right players coming into the club. Mm. So we're getting Thorpe, you know, Billy Dowling, and all these other players. But un- unfortunately, this is what Vardy Magic's brought up before, is that a sunken cost fallacy. We have spent a lot of time and energy into the wrong players coming into the club in the past. I'm not going to name names. I think we all know who they are. And so in terms of our best 22 moving forward, like you've alluded to in the past, you know, your team can change quite a bit from when you're at bottoming out versus when you're in the grand final. It's, it's a, it's a, we've only just started having the best team that we need to have. Maybe bar about four or five, you know, a couple of defenders, one midfielder, one forward. So, but a lot of them haven't played many games already. That's the problem. Sensible. Can I just interrupt? There's a lot of yep. assholes in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> the sound no, quality is better. Uh, Sensible's better. Uh, sensible podcast better. Um, Block Macker's face out was sensible. Um, I didn't like sensible, that one. Sensible one step ahead. Even though we already had a bloody player interview, so whatever. Like yeah, I even no, gave no. Crotato. I gave Crotato a bloody t-shirt, and he's pumping up your tires. Get. It gets stuffed a lot of you. Anyway, but you are speaking a lot of sense, uh, sensible. The, the one thing that I really agree with you is that I feel like we've 
we've changed tack a little bit on the on the type of player that we that we're um, that we're going after, and, and barring a few missteps, obviously with Fisher and all the rest of it, the quality of kids that we've got at the moment, they all seem to work really hard. Uh, they all seem to be, you know, pretty committed. Um, and certainly speaking with Elliot and, you know, just around the traps, it seems to be a, quite a tight unit developing amongst that, you know, uh, 19 to 25-year-old bracket. Yeah. Yeah, they all seem really friendly with each other. They're all on the same path, you know, they're, and they're all from similar backgrounds as well. They know what they want to get out of their own careers. So you're right, it's just that... That 16 to 19 draft, as we all know, just really set us back a few years. I'm always fearful thinking like, you know, is Dawson's back end of his career going to be wasted because we won't be prime for another three or four years? It's, yeah, but I think, well, Dawson will still be, what, 29, 30 by then. So he should still yeah. be well and truly in our best 22 by then. I just don't want to waste, I guess, those special talents like Fogarty, Dawson, you know, Dude and so on. But there's not many, though. To be fair, most of the the real talent, X factor talent that we have is under twenty four years old, under twenty three, really. Um, Rankin's our oldest X factor player, and he's twenty three. So yeah. yeah, it's 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 going to be a, a tough road to just try and we, we we might have a blip. We might do well this year, and then once we give all of those players a lot of time, say Rochelle sixty percent midfield time, we might have that kind of downward, you know, almost like a natural Melbourne thing. Like remember when Melbourne a couple of years ago came seventeenth. Yeah, something ridiculous. Yeah. Well, remember Hawthorne that, after that 2008 happen. as well. Yeah, well, absolutely. There's there's countless examples. So I just want people to be a bit more open-minded and think, like, you know, nothing in life is linear, is it? Like, we're not going to just go up and up and up and then all of a sudden win a flag. Like, there may be a dip and there's a reason for that. It might not be particularly coaching. It might be, you know, the amount of age and games on the field. So at least we're drafting the right people. It's just really finding that balance. And that that's quite tough we're going to see Matthew Nix put Sloan in the midfield and it'll be bloody frustrating at times but might be imperative to make sure that the balance is there Naz um, what did you think about Ruckman uh, no comment I mean <laughs> do you think no nah, he was terrible is there any other AFL team that's only got two Ruckman on their list and no junior Ruckman well, coming up we've, we've got three no, there's not Three. Oh, you're counting Thilthorpe in there, but that well, of course you're the... counting Thilthorpe. Of course well, you're counting Thilthorpe. He, he rucked for a year for Westies in his draft year, Mackie. You have to count Riley Thilthorpe. Does the club see him as a ruckman? That's what I think oh, most yeah. people are concerned about. I, I think I all they that. claim in the ruck. Well, they claim in the ruck. I don't. They originally did though, Fane, but I think they're starting to think they have to now. Nah, mm. uh, that would. That would I mean. What? Go on, Nuss. We don't need in. We don't need Thilthorpe in the forward line. Is that he can play there, and he'd be a nightmare matchup as your third resting tall forward, just like Max Gorn is. Mm. I mean, Max Gorn is the, the prototype ruckman, really. You know, premiership winning captain ruckman, and there's nothing stopping Thilthorpe from becoming that guy at all. You know, uh, go forward, kick four goals. You know, Paul Salmon days when he used to do that for Hawthorne and Essendon, if you're old enough to remember that. So. There's enough borderline talent there, especially with Tyler Welsh in a couple of years. He'll be drafted, obviously, son of um, uh, the 100 gamer. So we'll, we'll have enough forwards. Scotty, that's I forgot the name. How dare I forget that name? <laughs> it's late at night. Uh, 
So we've got enough forward line talent there. We don't need, particularly need, Thilthorpe up there, especially if we decide that Hemelberg might end up being the guy up forward anyway. He was interesting, Look, wasn't he? I, <clears> I, I, thought he played, I thought he played out of his skin compared to normal. Oh, no, yeah. he's, I, I, he's put in a ton of work, Elliot. He's put in a ton of work. Mm. And uh, I think you'll find, as I said to you a couple of times, Mac, I think you'll find that we'll be rotating the three of them through the ruck. I think you'll, at various stages, you'll see Berg, Thilthorpe, or O'Brien in the ruck. And it's going to be a messy option for people, uh, for, for opposition clubs. Um, you know, at times we can have Berg and, and Riley up forward. At times we can go a bit smaller up forward and isolate Isaac or get Fogarty out, one out. Uh, this is what I was talking about at the beginning of the cast. The amount of looks that we can provide is um, going to be quite difficult if those players fire because um, there's so many different options and so many different configurations that we can throw up. Anyway, Nuz, that's about knocking. enough from you, mate. All right. Had a gutful, to be honest. <laughs> and I, I, just, I, want, I just want to ask you one more question, please. Oh, go on his bloody podcast if you want to ask him questions. I just, uh, who, who were the real, sta- give us three standouts, mate. There's three standouts. <laughs> oh, three standouts. I hate getting put on the spot because it usually takes me an hour to record these three standouts because I just edit everything <laughs> for the podcast. You, you, you uh, say all of them and three, then cut three. out the three. <laughs> Yeah, all of them. No, three unique yeah. things that I really liked was uh, Tyler Brown. He showed that he can play AFL because, as you've said uh, many times, Maka, he like he is to the standard. He's just been played out of position. And yeah. Collingwood is a you know they're a pretty good team. So it, not for him not to get into Collingwood, you know, it doesn't say too much. Uh, so that was a really good thing. I liked the fact that Keys wasn't played in the centre, but still found a way to get involved in the game. I found that really good for the balance and harmony of the team moving forward, especially in the future, because that's a lot of everyone's concern is that, oh, is Keyes going to be that midfielder? And I think even the club now realise he's probably not, but he's he's too good not to be in our best 22, I feel. Mm-hmm. I don't know good if you guys point. feel that as well. Now, Nuz, do you think he's in, I'm gonna do... in the future? Yes. Uh, Nuz, I'm going to do something I've never done before. Yeah. I'm going to leave you in charge of the podcast for five minutes. Oh, there you go. Goodness there you go. me. Well, uh, where are you going? A... Never you mind. <laughs> you I'll and Macca you... can just crap on for t- five minutes. All right. we'll, we'll, get, well, we'll carry on, Nuz. We've got up to two, right. and now is your third one, mate. Oh, I was trying to think. The third, well, Rankin, just the X Factor, just missing that. Um, but just seeing the one thing that wasn't a, a player, it was seeing our delivery inside 50 was so much better. Yeah, it good was point. just, well, I mean, we haven't seen that for how, like since what, 2017, 18? Lowering the eyes, mate. Yeah, yeah. And this is what, what makes me think uh, about Dawson. Like, do we actually need him up forward? He, Dawson, obviously, what was he, like second or third in the best and fairest for Sydney when he was on the wing? Third, yeah. Um, yeah, third. so it's, you know, there's arguments both ways. Everyone needs a quarterback in their team, and if Dawson's that, you can't lose. I mean, you, ideally we want two Dawsons on the team. So where do you put him? Where's the best position? If we can deliver like we did against Fremantle, we don't need Dawson on the wing. Correct. That's correct. So I, yeah, I agree and, with that. And we're at the moment now, yeah, at the moment now, our defence is so 
I guess, rickety, you know, having Dawson there really does help. Just then putting on the spot again, in the last, like the fifth, sixth and seventh quarters, who are the ones yeah. that caught, who caught your eye in that? Well, actually, it's funny you say that because I didn't know there was a seventh, so I stopped watching after the sixth. Oh, did you? Yeah, there's what, a 20 minute one after that. Seven quarters. What kind of seven? Oh, I just, oh, ridiculous. So I didn't actually catch the last one. Apparently, Shoal had a blinder. Um, but he caught did. the eye. Look, McHenry's goal was really good, which we don't we hadn't seen enough of that. And if you should watch the replay, that was from 50. So that was quite a quite good. So seeing McHenry do that was was good. Seeing Thilthorpe and Himmelberg in the ruck on occasion, and just seeing Thilthorpe's ability against a lesser opponent was really good. Um, so it shows you what we can actually get out of him when push comes to shove and he, he learns how to use his body more. He's, you know, 25 years old. And who was the worst on ground, Crotato? Well, I'll leave you with that answer because everyone knows who it was. I believe it was Rob. Yeah. Gallant wasn't too bad, mate. No, Gallant, yeah. He's a, he was... Well, this is... Gallant, is he going to stay at the club? Because where's he going to fit in? This is this is another question, isn't it? Is he just going to stay in the Asana Filters? Because he's good enough to play AFL Best 22, in my opinion. He is, but there isn't a spot at the moment, is there? Not at the moment, no. So it's yeah, it's going to be really difficult to keep Gallant because if I was him, I would I would probably leave. And as much as I don't want him to, and someone said tech, uh, Gallant replaces Tex, yes, if he's patient enough, that's it. But we all know a lot of AFL players aren't. So if if Gallant is settled here and wants to continue, knowing that, like, is this going to be Tex's last year? I don't think so. You, well, this is a, this is it. I mean, how long can you kind of like he's like Tom Hawkins, you know, can just keep playing and playing, and you know that bigger body gets you through AFL years. But is it to the hindrance of letting other players? Yeah, it's it's that again, it's that fine balancing that it's going to be really difficult. So, yeah, and look, there will be injuries at times, and you might get a chance, but it's going to be a lean passage for a lot of players that uh, that are sort of marginal about play, uh, at AFL level or don't get the, the correct opportunity because there's somebody that's absolutely locked in in, the, in that spot. Yeah. And a year, and as someone mentioned, and it just reminded me, like a year is a long time in football. I mean, if you go back to your podcasts of one year ago and talk about different players, you, you know, we're talking about Billy Frampton rucking and, and God knows and other sorts of ridiculous things. I mean, it was three years ago we are talking about Texas' career being over, really. <laughs> wasn't mm. it? Well, we we did. ago. We did think that uh, last year, Billy Dowling. I, I think there's a player of the future there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Billy. No, he. Well, just speaking to him, he just seems like he knows. I don't know. You get a feeling from speaking to some players that they they know what to do. That he he just feels like he knows what the AFL system's about. He's ready for the journey and is ready to be serious. And kept talking about work rate. So you have a listen to that on the podcast um, Monday night, Tuesday morning. Um, but no, he'll definitely play, if not this year, the next year. He'll definitely play AFL, no no doubt in my mind. I'm in the same wagon as you. Yeah. Speaking <laughs> of wagons, I feel like Sensible's <laughs> gotten on the wagon a bit too bloody much. So Work get out. Your- <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks for having me on, guys. I really appreciate it. And I'm always here. And just, yeah, go Crom. No, yeah. Get on you, mate. Uh, no, you're not allowed to say that word on this bloody podcast. Oh, um, don't... <laughs> hey, I'm oh, impartial. I don't actually... Does it... Does it... 
It doesn't bother me the slightest. I don't care. No, go Crocs. Yeah, yeah, see you, Nuz. <laughs> see you, Nuz. See you, guys. Don't forget, everyone, I'm um, just booting Nuz out. There you go, Nuz. And that allowed me to... Um, whoops. What happened then? Oh, shit. That's, I think that's OBS what you did. Ju- OBS just crashed. That's rude. What? What's crashed? My stream just crashed. I can see you. Nuz, Nuz took out my stream. So, yeah, you can see me, obviously, because we're on Teams. Hang on. Let me get this going again. Shit. How rude. Oh, YouTube. I said YouTube just crashed. No, that's because I just crashed. Um... Nuz killed my stream. <laughs> we're still going on Spreaker, so we're going to keep talking on Spreaker. But yep. Nuz lit- literally killed my stream. <laughs> oh, my God. What have you done? Sensible, what have you done? You absolutely smashed it. I don't know what happened then. Hang on. I'll get it back. Just bear with me a second, folks. <laughs> All right, I'll just carry oh, on while you're doing that, but you, you keep it. Oh, it's all right. It's all right, we'll work it out. We'll work it out. Oh, it doesn't like that transition. Is that Taylor thought? No, I actually liked that, Taylor. I thought he you know, he played in the last three quarters, and, and uh, I thought he did some classy uh, things. Um, I mean, he will end up playing AFL. I don't think he'll get in. Early in the year, in the season, he may get grand games later in the year. But if he doesn't get them, he'll definitely get them next year. I mean, he 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 did some real fancy stuff. He's got good footwork. He reads it very well. He's got good pace. Yeah, he's a good player. Now I'm slowly getting slowly getting the stream back. I reckon the stream's back. Oh, and and somebody I must mention is Hately. I thought Hately was I thought had uh, a superb game in the last three quarters. He looked a little bit lighter and uh, leaner and a lot faster than normal. Um, I thought he played very, very well. And I'm interested to see if people agree with that comment. Um, thank you. Somebody did agree. Um, yeah, and look, if we're down a midfielder at some time, I wouldn't be surprised to see him back in there and having to go because I thought he was very, very good clearing out the middle in the, uh, in the quarters five, six, seven. Now, Macca, let me just make a couple of community announcements, not that it'll make a hell of a lot of uh, difference. Um, Those on YouTube, um, you'll need to go back and there'll be another live stream on the channel at the moment. So uh, the one that was going uh, crashed. Hopefully it's saved, otherwise lost half the stream. Uh, But you can continue to watch the stream by going back to... um, the channel when you should see the new live stream feed coming through um didn't like that transition that i put on nuz so but what it did allow me to do mac was get myself a nice bottle of wine a glass of wine so uh thanks nuz. <laughs> all right now animal's got his hand up so let's get animal on shall we why not ready when you are animal um I was listening to hey, what you guys were saying. Hey, mate, how are you going? Yeah. Build up my Dutch courage to put my hand up. Well done, mate. Good work, good work. <laughs> Been a nice wish yeah. yourselves all the time, mate, but we go on. I got myself a nice whiskey. I'm good to go. 
No, look, I, I, I didn't want to really say much that hasn't already been said, but I just was curious about what you guys thought about the um, fifth, sixth, and seventh quarter or period, or whatever you call it, with the twos. Yep. Well, I, I liked it, actually. It was an opportunity um, for the whole squad to have a run for, on the same day. Yeah. And, um, you know, in front of their own teammates as well. So mm-hmm. I, I just thought, you know, it, for togetherness and uh, for completeness as a, as a club, I thought it was a very good thing. Yeah, I... Um, my thought I was agree just like, that. yeah, my thought was just that it's like, it was really great to see the twos come out and dominate so much because it puts all the pressure on the ones. Like, I think everyone in the ones knows that there's a lot of good young players sort of coming up, looking for spots, you know? Yeah, yeah I think that was the key, um, that was the key animal, that... Um, I feel like there is going to be pressure for spots this year. The gap between yeah. our, our good and our not so good is narrowed substantially, in my opinion. And there's probably yeah, half a dozen blokes in that. Yeah, in that second twenty-two, there's probably half a dozen blokes I reckon that could quite easily get a run in the A's without too much trouble. You talk about blokes like like mm-hmm. Gallant. Um, I heard yeah. Macker and Sensible talking about Gallant before, and I do hope that he has enough patience to hang around um, because I think he's a quality kid. Um, and I'm sure yeah. that there's going to be other AFL clubs sniffing around going, hey, what are you doing playing in the twos? Um, you know, yeah. it, so, you know, the, the the development of the squad, it just goes to show that it just takes time. It just takes time. And as long as you don't make too yeah. many missteps in your squad management, you know, whether they're good enough to carry us to a flag, well, time will tell with that. Um, but they're certainly yeah. back. And it's a competitive squad now, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. It's like like you said, the the gap between the two squads is is pretty narrow, and I, like I think it's the opposite of a lot of teams. Like teams like Port seem to have a pretty big gap between their first squad and their second squad. You know. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Um, the other thing I was going to ask you is, do you have an idea or like a, a thought of who we could target, like a big fish we could go for at the end of this year that's out of contract? Obviously, I think we'd have to look for a really good, good kick-running defender, or maybe another midfielder. But I'm just yeah. wondering if you've got any ideas of who we might want to chase. Yeah, there's a couple of goodies. Um, uh, Himmelberg from uh, GWS uh, is a free agent, and we could pick him up for, uh, for without using any trade capital. That's one player, and he uh, he last year G, G, GWS switched him to defence, and he was outstanding in defence. Oh, right. God. I'd love to get hold of Himmelberg. Uh, there's uh, Redmond, who's a South Australian boy in Essendon, and he's out of contract at the end of the year, so he'd be one mm. I would be targeting as well. So there's yeah. two just off the, off, off the cuff that I can think of. Do you think we go for a free agent in the mid-20s or look for something a bit younger and give up another give up another draft pick for it? I think we're done with the draft animal. I think we'll take our minimum, um, yeah, you know, like we did this year there. with Michael Annie. But I think we've we're at that stage now where, like we did with Isaac Rankin, now we're looking to take get some talent in. Um, yeah. I still think we need a little bit of cream in the midfield. Um, so you know, someone with a bit of class running through there wouldn't be a bad thing. Um, they're not easy to get, um, but no. I, I think that's the direction um, that we'll head. I don't think we'll see. You know, us going to the well at draft time too often, and 
you know, we're, we're probably going to start running a bit low on capital soon because, uh, you know, hopefully we're going to be moving up the ladder a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Well, we've got, I mean, we think it's, you know, the talk is that this year's draft's going to be pretty good. So I was wondering um, sort of whether whether we look for the free agent or if we just give up some draft picks. Because we seem to have traded in a lot of draft picks for this year. So um, I don't know. It sort of looks like it could go either way, you know? Yeah, I think uh, it'll depend on how this season pans out a bit, I think, Animal. If, if some blokes don't come up uh, as we would expect, you know, they might look at trading them off. I think um, we might do something with our rucks, to be honest with you. Um, you know, yeah. as Sensible mentioned earlier, um, before he killed my stream, he um, uh, we've got Tyler Welsh. <laughs> we've got Tyler Welsh coming through, um, who is tracking quite nicely. So uh, yeah. you know, a few options still, but I think it'll I think it'll be a talent search rather than going to the draft again. There will yeah. be a few players coming out of a contract at the end of the year, though, Fane, and um, and they've got to really uh, show that they're going to be an AFL player. These are players mainly that will be uh, probably their second year or maybe their third year, and they're still not in the in the uh, A's. Um, and there's probably three or four of them I can think of that uh, this season's very important for them to. Uh, otherwise, I'll get you know. It seems pretty obvious that the trend in the whole competition now seems to be for players to want to move where they want to go as opposed to like it was a few years ago whereas like they felt uh, they were like, you know, had to be more loyal to the club that drafted them. Yeah. These, these days it seems to be a little bit more, less loyalty involved and it's like players are like, look, it's my career, I'm going where I want to go sort of thing. I, well, a lot of it is uh, the go home factor, actually. Um, yeah. uh, if you know, if you take for example Richmond, they've got they've got two really, really, really quality midfielders from GWS, mm. and easily for them, easy for them to target them because a they're a better side, and b they're, they're Victorians and they're bringing Victorians home. So it's um, one of the reasons why clubs like South Australian clubs and West Australian clubs, etc lose players back to Victoria. Uh, yeah. And it is a go-home factor. It's a very big thing, the go-home factor. Seems to be getting bigger and bigger. Pretty Lukosha sign for four years. He would have been pretty handy in our back line. Sorry, I'm, not as big, I'm not as big a rap on Lukosius, and I know for a fact that he's uh, embedded himself up there. He's not coming home okay. anytime soon. No, he's okay. resized about another four years or something, three or four years, and on yeah. top of that, he's yeah. got a house up there. So, and I don't think he's ever reached the potential everybody thought he was going to reach either. He, yeah, no, well, I mean, but Maka, let's be honest. Isaac Rankin is only just reaching his potential in probably the last six to twelve months. Now, Jack Lukosius is a taller player and foggy. You know, yeah, Fogarty's another classic. I wouldn't write Jack Lukosius off too quickly. He's got a lot of good attributes. Um, and, um, you know, you don't get taken high up in the draft for nothing. And, yes, there are the outliers, but, you know, he's he had a very good junior career. Um, they take a little while to develop. I'm not writing Jack Lukosius off at all um, at this stage. I think he'll be more than that. Where he plays is probably the question, because he probably hasn't grown quite as much as what they expected. 
So he, you know, he came in probably the expectation was that he was going to be a key position player. He's probably not going to be that now. So they just need to work out where he's going to play. But he's got plenty of talent. Yeah. What about Wangadeen Miller, do you reckon there's a chance we get him? Now you, I would like to get him back. That is the other player I was trying to think of before. That's the other one. Yeah. Wangadeen Miller right now. He's out of contract and he hasn't re-signed at this stage. Um, so, and... I think he's got the ta- he's got the natural ability to be anything. That boy, um, straight I'll, swap for two day. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I, I watched him all last year, and you could see him actually growing during uh, during the season, just getting better and better with every game under his belt. And I think he's going to be, end up being quality. So I'd I'd love to get hold of him. I'm yeah, nineteen ninety on the on the chat agrees. Uh, Wooden spoon has picked the one that I would like to go for, and that's Elijah Hollands. Um, I would like to see Elijah back in back in South Australia in a Crows Guernsey. Well, he's a South Australian boy, though, Fiend. He's, he's a Victorian, so it's not a great... Yeah, he wasn't, grew, grew, up, he grew up a Crows supporter, mate. Well, I'd love to get him, too, because he, he started to explode towards the end of last year. He just... he just This year, he will, he will grow. He'll really grow this year. He's going to be a good player this year. I'm trying to think of the name. There's another guy from Essendon that would be great to get as well. Um, can't think of who it is, though. Um, young guy from South not, Australia. What's his name? Not Draper. Um, oh, no. That's another one, but that's not what I was thinking of. Um, anyway, doesn't matter. But, uh, well, thanks for the chat. I just, yeah, I was just Very curious good. about some of that stuff. Like it. No, enjoy the Legend, animal. animal. Nice, nice, nice to talk to you, mate. You thanks, too, mate. Thanks. Cheers. Well, there you go. They've stepped up tonight, Macca. They've stepped up big time, and it's fantastic to have people come on and just, you know, provide a different perspective and, uh, you know, in Nuzz's case, promote his bloody own podcast and then crash mine, um, which I won't forget. I won't forget that sensible. Um, But that's okay. Um, I just... let's. We haven't really touched on the forward line, so let's talk about probably the cream... Uh, of the squad at the moment, and certainly uh, um, on Friday night it was, uh, the forward line. You, we're talking, uh, you know, without a text, we're still talking McAdam, Thilthorpe, Fogarty, Isaac Rankin, Joshua Shelley. Um, uh, we had a, a bit of... Um, who was the other player that was running through there? Uh, Luke Pedler through there. Uh, Elliot Himmelberg. Um, it could be a monster of a of a forward fifty, mate. Yeah, well, he could be. I agree with you. Well, thanks for your insight. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, look, I I'm I'm I big you, I on. Made the I, was, I was just agreeing with you, mate. Well, well, that in itself is hard for me to understand. Um, I think having the three bigs there, Himmelberg and, and Thilthorpe, um, and let's call Fogarty a big, even though he doesn't really play big, but Wrong. having those having those three there and having Tex in there as well and then having blokes like Rankin and Rochelle at, at the feet, um, I just... It's the forward line I've dreamed of. And the problem that we've often had with the Crows is that when we've had a great forward line, we've had a shit midfield <laughs> and they haven't got enough service. And when we've had a really good midfield, we haven't had a great forward line, uh, which kind of happened for a lot of the uh, Rashido McLeod, Goodwin years 
where our forward line was not our strength. And I just yeah. hope that we can gel those two parts of the ground at the same time because if we get those two right, goodness me. Well, um, Himmelberg was a bit of a surprise to me um, in the sense that um, he's, and he's obviously done a lot of power of work for Himmelberg because he looks pretty lean uh, too, thing, um, and looks very fit. He was running better than normal, and uh, I thought he, even his ruck work was pretty handy because he was jumping off the ground quite well. I think he did better than Rob, than Rob actually. Um, and it, yeah, and when he goes up forward, you know, he looks he it takes a good player to mind him. So he's a very handy player. Certainly is. Um, you know, I've often said that he could be the Matty Robin of our team. I, I think he's more than serviceable. He clearly wants to be at the club. He did a power of work in the off-season, Mac. I've been told on good authority that him and Thilthorpe actually had their sneakers taken away from them by Burgess because they were doing so much work. So, um, you know, uh, you don't really want... uh, (laughs) Like, I've always thought that there was a player there, um, you know... I've been on him and off him, Himmelberg, and on him and off him and on him and off him, but there's a play there. But what I what I liked was that he looked to be clunking a few marks. Again, his, his over-his-head work looked a lot better, um, but he just looks fitter. He's getting to the ball more often, getting to contests more often. More, it definitely looked a lot more mobile, I think, a lot more mobile. So um, Yeah, wasn't yeah, lumbering. No, there were stages, you know, last year... He had a good period at full forward and then there was a period where he couldn't get a bloody kick and he was sort of a little bit up and down and, and he was a little bit lumbering, but he just he looked a lot more mobile. Yeah. So a lot to like up forward. Um, I would imagine that our average scores are going to go up. Um, it, you know, all this assuming we can get enough service in. But what I, as I said at the top of the show, what I liked, not only the firepower that we've got up forward, but the way we're using our forwards, uh, the the um the movement uh the movement off the ball um when they're not a, a primary target um and the delivery into 50 was a lot more considered there wasn't anywhere near as much dump kicking into the forward 50 from bloody 75 meters out we we're carrying the ball up the ground further using short kicks and handball and we were using the ball into forward 50 far more decisively looking for a target so I like what they're trying to put together. It'll be interesting to see how it holds up under pressure, Macca. That's when disposal starts to drop and that's where decision-making can be impacted. But certainly, yeah. as it stands so far, I uh, really like what I see. Yeah, we haven't mentioned Miller, actually. Um, I thought Miller uh, was pretty handy, too. Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Just a, a good, ordinary game. But... I guess, you know, and Wayne's coming back. He's, what, two years down from an ACL. Um, But I've said before, and I'll say it again, this is the year for Wayne Miller. If he does not stamp his place in this 22 this year, then um, it's going to be difficult for him, and I could see him getting moved on. Yeah, well, I can't disagree with that. You know, he's had a lot of injury, and uh, but he finally is fit, and... uh, he, look, he's got a lot of talent. We just uh, hope he puts it all together week after week because if he does, he can give us a lot of rebound off half-back. He can, or even pushing up onto a wing, Mac. I agree. 
Um, but uh, it really is make or break, as uh, Surfsoz says in the chat. Uh, Scoot asked me what I'm drinking. I think it's a nice Kunawara Shiraz. I think it might be Zima Estate. Not quite sure, but you can't go wrong with the Kunawara Red. Um, Matt, that's an hour and a half. I reckon we've we've done it. We've got through another one. <laughs> we've had we gate crashes. We've had saboteurs. We've had streams breaking down. We've had like people making more sense than us. We've had it all, and we've survived once again. Oh, we're indestructible, mate. Indestructible. <laughs> All right. Well, look, thanks everyone who's joined us on Discord tonight. It's been a great show. We've had a lot of fun. Uh, thanks to everyone who came on the live studio chat. That was good as well. Keep that going. Crotato, thanks very much. You've uh, won your T-shirt, so I'll be in touch with you. Um, thanks to everyone who's also joined on YouTube. Apologies uh, for the cutoff, and thanks for those who picked up the second half of the stream. I'll try and join those two together. Most of all, thanks everyone for your ongoing support. Don't forget, uh, Crows Chat 24-7 on the Discord server, so get around that, get amongst it. Don't forget to join the tipping comp. Don't forget to join the fantasy footy comp. It's all happening, Matt. It is, and it's about to cease. <laughs> it's ceasing right now. So thanks, mate. Nice to see you again. We'll uh, see you next week. See everyone next week. Until then, stay safe and fare thee well. Yeah, good night all. Good fun. See you.